I am so excited for this episode. I have my friend Kira Audrin here with me, and I have been wanting to have Kira on for quite some time. I see her posts on Facebook, and I could just feel such powerful transmissions coming through her, through her words, and she is just such a powerful, multidimensional gift trainer, business mentor, healer, yoga teacher, artist, an educator for 14 years and has been supporting people with opening their multidimensional gifts, sharing their work with the world, and so much more. And in this conversation, we go deep, we get galactic, we get cosmic. Kira shares her powerful story around when her gifts opened up and how things unfolded from there for her, which led her to doing what she's doing now today. I know that you are going to absolutely love this episode especially if you are into all of the cosmic multidimensional magic and make sure that you check out the show notes so that you know where to find and connect with Kira after the show. I also want to let you know that I have my new membership portal open. If you haven't checked it out yet, definitely do so. The Cosmic Coaching Collective is basically an all-access pass, depending on which level you choose, to so many of my trainings, programs, light language library, meditation library, coaching, community, everything that you need to support you in raising your vibrational frequency, stepping into your highest self, sharing your message in a much more bold and powerful way, and turning your gifts into gold. I will leave the link for that in the show notes as well. And as always, tag me when you listen to the podcast on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe. And if you are loving the podcast and getting a lot out of it, I always appreciate it so much when you leave your love by leaving a review it makes my heart smile so big. So I would so appreciate for you to take the time to do that if you're called. All right. I love you so much. And without further ado, let's welcome Kira onto the show. Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. Welcome, Kira. I'm so excited to have you on the show. It's been a long time coming, and I am really looking forward to all of the magic that you are here to share. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you very much for the invitation. It is also a pleasure to sit in your presence and be present with you today. Mm. I feel like I've known you <laughs> for a long time yeah. in the online space, like OG spiritual boss babe days. <laughs> Um, and I just love your, the, I said this before we hit record, but I want to just share it on here too. I just love your 
uh, fieriness in your message, like the way that you share your work and your message on Facebook. I see you a lot is Mm -hmm. just, I could feel the fierceness, the power, the call, calling people forward type energy. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, okay, we need to talk. (laughs) I need to have you on the podcast. We need to jam out. Um, and I would love to first like open it up and for other people to hear and me a little bit more about your journey. I know you've mentioned you have been really tapped into your multidimensional gifts and everything from a very early on. I've heard you share and I would love to hear a little bit about your experience and what led you to doing what you're doing now in the world and um, yeah, what led you on this path. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many, whatever parts you want to share at least. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I'm a very transparent person. Um, and when it comes to the 34 years that I've walked on this earth during this lifetime, I'm going to have to answer that from a cosmic perspective, as well as very much a human experience perspective, Mm -hmm. because the two were cohesive in relationship to not only my experience in opening my gifts, but also, um, how pain and trauma have been the catalyst for, for change as well as taking responsibility and then becoming a trainer of others with a very similar mission as far as transcendence of lower vibrational consciousness through the human experience and then anchoring cosmic, uh, I'll say responsibility when it comes to the ascension of not only the planet, but the human species and, I'll just start. (laughs) So um, as a child, I knew that, quote unquote, I wasn't from here. And um, I know that my story or my feelings are not only, uh, they don't do not only pertain to me. So as a kid, I I grew up um, having uh, interdimensional experiences with extraterrestrials, deities, God, um, mother goddess, and uh, I was living very afraid, unsure as a child, but also having a relationship with what we call our intuition or this deep knowing. So I've always been clairaudient, clairvoyant. Uh, As a kid, I was a medium and I had the gift of prophecy Um, that tripped me out, tripped my my parents out. Um, But, and, but I, I learned that one, I came from a lineage. So this is earth relationship. Um, from a lineage of very strong witches on my uh, mother or mother and father's side. And then on my father's side uh, were Apache and I am Cherokee lineage. And so some of my ancestors would say, oh, well, she's just one of the gifted ones. She's one of the healers. She's, you know, it's normal in our family to some degree. Um, so I felt a little bit of uh, acceptance or belonging with some of my gifts with some of the stories at a very, very young age that oh, you might be a little bit normal. However, a lot of that um, security in spiritual relationship or relationship to spirit got muffled and covered up um, through early on. I'm just going to be honest and transparent with my story because I feel it's relatable to others. Um, I got shut down through fear, uh, severe sexual trauma at a young age as well as um, my parents could be like being converted to um, 
uh, a heavy indoctrination by Judaic Christianity. Mm. And I myself followed at a a very young age, um, specifically because I thought that uh, Jesus Christ could save me from the pain I was enduring as a, as a young female, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I went um, from having these extreme initiations as a child to um, giving my heart, my soul, my energy into the church. <laughs> and I was extremely devout, very devout Christian. And uh, so much so that I almost went to Bible college. I almost became a youth pastor. Wow. Um, but God had way different plans for me. So at the age of 14, um, I was at a church camp and this is probably the most profound experience of my lifetime, um, that has literally saved my life. Uh, so when I was, uh, at this church camp at the age of 14, mind you with what I just shared, I was very open, very devout Christian girl. I was, I live in the state of Colorado in the United States. And so I did youth outreach um, starting at the age of 12 and was heavily involved in the state as far as setting up events for, for the, for youth. I was involved with the youth group, youth group at the time, not only in my, in my town, but all over the state. Anyhow, um, I'm at this church camp and I start feeling that feeling when I was a little girl, like something's going to happen. You know what I mean? And I, and I have been separated from that feeling. And I, I felt like I, the, the preacher at the time, he was calling in on the gift of speaking in tongues and the Holy spirit to come forward. And, and I was usually the person, you know, right at the front of the altar, hands up, hallelujah, praise Jesus. Like all you sinners come the fuck down. Like, you need to be in the front of the altar, not me, but I'm going to hold space for you. <laughs> but that's not what, what happened at all. Um, I I felt this feeling that I had to move to the back of the room. And so I did. And usually, like, that was, like, a sign of indication. Like, only the bad kids or the kids that are not really into church go to the back of the room. Well, I did that. And as soon as I did, there was a light that struck my brow, my third eye, and my body lit up with like like not only chills but warmth i'll never forget it because well one it lasted for so long but i started having uh visions and i fell to the ground and i started speaking in tongues Mm. and but but god wanted me to write the translation so i started writing and i Astral travel, this is the best way they can communicate. So I astral traveled, I projected out of my body during this experience, and I went through these realms of light, connected consciously with God, but I was in my in my body. Um, and then after I met God or source or whatever terminology you want to use, mm-hmm. or however our audience connects, um, I was connected with this being named Enoch. He's told me that his name was Enoch. And I was downloaded with a lot of... <sighs> a tremendous amount of information (laughs) during that time. And then I started meeting celestial beings just all over the universe. Enoch was, I was kind of like flying around with him and, and he was showing me like, you know, this is this over here and all these different realms. So anyways, this lasted, this experience lasted for about 13 hours total. Wow. 
Yeah. So it wasn't just like, oh, here's a few minutes. No, this was hours and hours and hours. And um, I would probably say, mind you, um, my psyche, my experience during that time, I was 14 years old. I'm 34 as we're recording. So 20 years ago, Um, I would say probably about four hours into this experience, the pastors and youth leaders lifted my body and took me into another room. They confiscated my journals, my Bibles, and everything that I was reading. After I had this peaceful experience, I'm still in state, okay? I was hearing, um, so during this experience, and still now, um, as I was channeling, not only auditory, but written, I also was hearing the English translation. Mm. After I was in, invited out to all these different realms, I was then uh, experienced seeing how this star system was going to shift. And I started seeing all these different suns and how these suns, which is relative to now, okay, uh, in consideration of the solar flares. Wow. So, yeah. So at age 14, I started seeing, so during this experience, I started seeing these suns behind our sun and how our sun would start to open up and it would start to, to essentially code or shift the planets. Mm-hmm. And so I started, I tried to tell people this, but like this different languages is coming out. And so God is like, you know, just record it. It'll, you know, it'll be there. Um, they tried doing a public exorcism on me during this time. At this, at this and, same experience. Yep. Mm. Yep. Um, which was very traumatic, but there was no entities or anything. <laughs> so it was, they were like very confused. They didn't know what to do with me. Finally, I was able to come out of it. Um, probably it was after this, I just remember that the sun went down and it was nighttime and everyone just finally kind of left me alone. Then my channel closed. The next day, they tried another public exorcism on me. Wow. Yeah. So my gifts opened very rapidly um, in that space. And then afterwards, I went through a period as a teenager where I was, I ended up getting excommunicated from the church. Um, My relationship with my parents broke down. My father was a deacon of the church at the time. My mom, like they were very, very strict. And, but at the same time, my, um, my psychic energy went through the roof and I developed uh, healing abilities probably about, it was like a year and a half, two years later, I was probably about 16. Wow. Um, and God was like, it's time to leave the church. I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Like I, I literally made myself get baptized like three times because I thought that I was like, okay, like God, you really need to save me. Like what's going on? Cause I'm still a kid, mm-hmm. but um, during this time, but I cannot, negate what happened what i saw and then um god started teaching me about crystals and how to heal with crystals so essentially i left um i left my home environment at a young age because it was uncomfortable and i just needed i just learned and i needed to listen to god and so god um said you need to start learning about your gifts from the planet from the mother and so i allowed myself to experience um, living in extreme conditions, kind of living off the land. Like I've done it all. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like I've lived out of a backpack. I've, I've put myself in situations to where I could live, live and listen off the land. Um, so I did that before I went to college 
and um, meaning I learned about the elements. I learned to listen to the wind, the um, the, the elements. I'll just say it like that. Yeah. And um, I also learned at a very during that time that people. I was very unrelatable uh, at that time mm. or um, a lot of people that I train will go through this experience. Once, once they realize that they're gifted, they feel like an outcast or they're afraid to come mm -hmm. forward because of, of maybe a very similar experience such as myself or the, the church or judgment or fear that you're in relationship with some sort of evil force. Okay. Mm. Um, so fast forward, I, uh, I allowed myself to, to learn through these experiences with the earth. And then I thought, well, maybe, maybe I can find a teacher because I still, I had no language for what I was experiencing. Um, okay. And <clears throat> I still had, uh, goals, uh, academic goals at the time. Mm. So it was uh, about 18, 19. I was a student at uh, CU Boulder and I ended up following a different path. I started working with shamans during that time, training with them. Um, but I still, I still felt like I learned more from the earth than I did the, hum the my human experience with other, with other teachers. Um, but I worked with two shamans in Boulder that started training me and I started, um, doing my healing work, which initially was crystal healing and sound healing. And then I uh, did, I worked with two different Reiki teachers. So I did a year and a half of Reiki training that I just started teaching um, at the age of 21. And then I went to massage school, uh, learned a lot there, um, applied the um, sound healing, crystal healing, body work, and then the psychic energy work. And so I started um, doing psychic fairs at a young age, just expressing um, these gifts in this way. Um, and between that time and now, I became a mother. Mm. I am a mother of three children, ages 10, uh, 6, and 4. And I... I took other energy healing courses just to, you know, still kind of figure out what was what I was experiencing. Um, I went to yoga teacher training school, well, several different, um, you know, just along my path. Uh, mm -hmm. I've studied, been a student of feminine mysticism for years, uh, vaginal steam therapist, uh, work a lot with sexual healing in relationship with what I shared um, in my younger years. And then also I almost lost my life to domestic violence at the age of 21. Mm. something that saved my life that I think that would also be um, beneficial to talk about is I am a, not only a survivor of domestic violence and multiple cases of molestation and rape, but also I used to be an addict mm. um, because of the lack of love and understanding with these experiences. Yeah. Um, so I was addicted to pills, cocaine, um, alcohol was a big one. And um, this fine line of listening to your intuition, listening to that higher guidance, no matter what was going on around me, 
um, and my feeling the rush of my gifts and the rush of the psychic energy and knowing that you cannot deny your relationship with all of life is what has steered my course and my path. Um, my path has been highly unconventional in comparison to this uh, status quo. Yeah, <laughs> but I like it like that. Um, let's see. What else can I share? There's a, there's a lot. Um, in order for me to start getting touch with my, in touch with my body, because uh, I used to have body dysmorphia, um, self-mutilate. I used to hate myself. You so um, I used to hate myself. Mm, I can okay. definitely relate. Yeah. And during these younger years, even though I was seeking all these trainings and knew what was real for me and knew that God had a plan for me and I knew at a young age I would be a teacher someday, mm -hmm. I still, through the human experience, um, had developed unhealthy coping skills and had to learn how to um, cope. And that started at the age of 19 with my, with my uh, yoga practice. Excuse me. But the relationship that almost took my life at the age of 21 really almost did me in. So I want to share this with our audience because it's in relationship to our gifts and, and also maybe a way that um, others, others might want to explore. Mm -hmm. um, so I couldn't look at my body and uh, what I started doing is doing was I started covering my body in paint in order to look at myself. I think I've like, seen some of your, pictures yeah so this is a private practice of mine for a long time now um i started getting in touch with my body again with covering my body in paint and rolling around on the ground in paint i had a very good friend <laughs> at the time uh who's he's a he's a famous artist now in la <laughs> um and we, we still have a great relationship um friendship beautiful beautiful friendship and uh he's a realist artist and he's like, Hey, let, will you be my model? And I'm like, Oh my God, I can't. And he's like, no, we are going to break you out of this. And mm -hmm. so I started modeling for him, figure modeling. And so, but I only did it with covered in paint. And so my journey as an artist and figure model at the time, something that I've adopted for 14 years now is I will book photo shoots. I will process grief and trauma and PTSD through somatic movement and body painting. Mm -hmm. Allow that the, what needs to be channeled to come out, and so um, as a facilitator, and I know that you yourself, you're a facilitator of um, multidimensional, I'll say, healing or codes or leveling up our consciousness. Um, sometimes you just have to move the body, and maybe even mm -hmm. like, like uh, process it in, in a different type of way <laughs> rather than just resting and relaxing yeah that sounds like just such a cool and unique way to do it oh yeah yeah so it, it is it's really it's really really fun I like it um so these experiences have connected me to my body and my gifts and have allowed me to um be present for myself and uh, my family and my students over the years. Mm. And the last uh, thing that I want to share is in relationship to our gifts. And I'll go in a little bit deeper after this story. Mm -hmm. I lost my ability to walk 
in uh, <laughs> yeah I know just so there's you need there's to write a, a you like, need to write a book can you tell me when your when your book is out please <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or a documentary <laughs> I've heard I've heard that yeah and I'm, and I'm just giving you the, the tidbits here um but as a as a mother okay um I I lost mobility to walk during during uh my last after my last delivery and my, so my third child, I thought my back was broken. And after I had her, um, I was confined to a chair for a long time. I couldn't walk. So I was at home. Um, and so I've been an entrepreneur since, uh, age 21. And during this time I had two babies back to back. Um, I, my health just tanked, um, horrendous just very very sick for years with the pregnancies and I quickly realized like oh my god like I can't go back to the yoga studio and I can't you know do my work hands-on the way that I've been doing I had only been teaching Reiki online for a few years um so it wasn't really online I was more um active in the local community mm. anyhow um I spent two months in a, in a chair in meditation with mantra and mudra chanting and doing quantum field work on my body to begin to regenerate my spine. Wow. And um, yeah, it was, it was really, so I used to drag my left leg and um, anyways, the, the point is, is we have access to not only guide our life, self-guide our life, but the relationship with the divine, however, but really replenish our body and rewire not just our brain, but our bodies in such a manner if we allow ourselves to cultivate and practice with our inherent knowledge and knowing and wisdom um, and tools that we have. Mm -hmm. um, so I have learned uh, I would say I've been consciously dedicated for 20 years to my gifts. Uh, still now I have my very specific practices uh, that have been with me since a teenager. And um, in short, I've been training people since 2007. Wow. Um, yeah. And then came in on the online space. And let's see, really at the end of 2019, after God was like, you have to get online because I didn't know what to do. And mm -hmm. so I went from no income to um, because I was at home with two baby or three kids. I was homeschooling my oldest and had my two uh, basically on my lap, wow. <laughs> like breastfeeding two kids, like, you know, like hardly able to function with my, with my, uh, my injury. And um, God was like, and I didn't know how to use a computer because I had been in denial of technology. Wow. And so I taught myself how to use my computer, use a phone, build websites, learn about SEO, marketing. And then I started to invest in myself just from doing sessions. And then I was like, you know, fuck this. I've been working with entrepreneurs in my local community. I know exactly what to do. I've done a lot. And so I just poured all my skill sets online, learned how to package myself, and then went from broke to creating a six-figure business. Um, at the end of 2019 and into the pandemic. And I think that's how we got connected was through a shared um, industry and mm -hmm. also a global message 
which is I feel like contributing to the shift in consciousness and being in, and learning about not just learning about your gifts, but being an active participant mm-hmm. in your body. And um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. 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 Thank you so much for sharing all of that. That was yeah. like, you took me on a journey. I'm like playing it out in my own <laughs> head as you're sharing the experience you went through as a teenager and like how that opened you up. Like, well, <laughs> quite the journey. Um, I have so many questions. <laughs> sure. Um, back during that uh, experience that when you were 14, mm-hmm. um, I am curious, I guess, how your beliefs have shifted, like in relation mm-hmm. to um religion or god or jesus i know it's kind of a deep question (laughs) but like you know there are a lot of i've found that there are many people on this path of awakening and ascension um that came from a similar background of being brought up in religion i know i certainly have um and yeah i'm just curious on how that shifted your I guess take on God and the divine and um and yeah I just would love to hear you share that thank you for this uh this question um because I I I think you're absolutely right there's so many of us that that can relate to you know having this um I'll say this I'll start here (laughs) I believe each and every one of us has a deep love for our creator. Mm -hmm. And when we drop into the human experience, into the body, that love is always present. And then our mind can get programmed Mm -hmm. um, for better or for worse. And what I learned inherently that I, that will never be taken away from me. Okay. Is I met Jesus Christ in dream time first before I got involved with the church. Mm. And my personal experience is I will just meet beings in the astral or in dream time. So I met Jesus first and Jesus kind of like saved me in dream time. And I learned to listen. But then when I got more indoctrinated, I was very judgmental. My mind was in a box. It was, you know, yeah, you are going to go to hell. You're going to fucking burn if you're, you know, if you look like this or, you know, I was, I was very much in a box and I struggled probably, probably up until I was about 20, 21 with, you know, this back and forth, like, am I going to hell? Mm. Am I going, am I doing what's wrong? And I would hear God's voice and, and I've experienced God with this love, this unconditional grace, these waves of acceptance and finesse that just move through me. And, and God would be like, he would show, he, she, whatever, um, mm-hmm. would show me, no, it's okay. And I would have to move through this grief and this crying because I was breaking down my own belief systems. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know I was, you know, I couldn't, the only thing that I could feel was this, you know, this is the gift of clear audience this voice and also sensation moving through me. And I think that comes down to what I am appreciative for is I did learn to, to, and I took very seriously to have your own relationship with God Mm. and 
how I feel and think about Jesus Christ is I still feel and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my personal savior mm-hmm. in the, in the way back then. No, I believe that Jesus Christ was a being that did bring a specific signature to this planet and the star system to break us open so we could have more access to unconditional love. But I will not, I, I look at Jesus Christ is in a I will not like put Jesus Christ in like a group of like oh he belongs with the ascended masters or mm. you know I, I can't I just personally cannot do that as as at the soul level. Mm-hmm. Um however I do not um I love Jesus Christ just as much as I love Krishna. Mm. Um just as just as much as I love the goddess I there's there's nothing but love I don't necessarily pertain to any doctrine on earth however i do appreciate um just personally as an individual i appreciate the many traditions in which can lead us into the body and having our own relationship with the supreme being and then Mm -hmm. underneath that i feel other demigods or uh, uh, influences now that being said this is why it's important, I believe, to understand yourself and develop your multidimensional gifts. Mm-hmm. Because if you do not, this is just curology here. <laughs> if you do not, you can have uh, these outside influences come in through the astrals, through the cosmos. Whereas all can, I believe, and just through my experience in which I've shared, um, I believe all can just come from your relationship with source, but source mm-hmm. may guide you to have other experiences with deities or other, other people like, you know, this conversation right now. Mm-hmm. Um, hope I answered your, your question. Yeah, thanks for uh, sharing that. I'm just, I've been just, uh, yeah, curious because I have, I, I was brought up Catholic and I, for from a very young age knew that like I did not resonate with religion I did not resonate with what I was taught but at the same time I always felt like I had my own relationship with God I always felt close with Jesus like I just felt the energy and I would just you know do my own prayers in my mind or writing letters and I just Mm -hmm. but I I was like didn't resonate with the religion at all and Um, When I first started owning that, when I was like 14, my mom was very against it and saying, oh, that's evil. Like, you know, you got to be careful, blah, blah, blah. And I can relate with you how you were wondering, oh, am I doing something bad? Because I did feel like that in the beginning. And I just kept checking in, like kind of, I guess how you were saying, like, I just kept feeling, no, this is love. This is right. This is, you know, supportive of me. And Mm -hmm. um for a long time, I felt, um, I guess because of the, the, my disdain for religion, organized religion, and like a lot of the fear mongering, I feel like in a lot of ways I had a, there was, um, I don't know what the right term is, but there was like, a different there was an energy around my I guess relationship with Jesus let's say and yeah. recently it's the first time I'm actually talking about this recently it has come into my awareness to um heal that completely and get rid of the uh dogma from religion and keep my relationship 
that I choose to have sacred because every time I've ever needed support in dream time or like when there's a negative entity around or anything like that, I've always like called on JC and things were good. Things are, that's the only thing that has ever worked. And so, yeah, I've been kind of in this realm of connecting with people lately, oddly, like out of nowhere that speak about the true Jesus and like in a non doc, uh, you know, what's the word? Um, just like in a non-religious dogmatic way Mm -hmm. of like just the true essence. And it feels good hearing about that in a way that feels, yeah, just more, more clean and pure. So yeah, that's why I wanted to ask that question. (laughs) Thank you. And and thank you for sharing um, about yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's super cool. So ah, there's so many ways we could go with this conversation. I feel like um, you have such an interesting story Um, in relation to, to the people that you are supporting with your work and opening up their gifts. Um, what is, what do you feel, um, is the biggest, I guess, resistance of people really tuning into their truth Mm. and their gifts? Cause I know we, okay. (laughs) There's two categories from what, what I've found. You have the person who has just gone through, I would say their awakening process, they're like maybe two to five years in it. Okay. And they're still dealing with, um, is this evil? Is this correct? They've only maybe gone through like one wave of what we call the dark night of the soul. Um, they're just starting to feel a little bit psychic or they're awakening with awakening to, Oh, I've always had these abilities or, oh, I'm a witch, or they're identifying with these different archetypes that have played out through the, you know, how humans can express their gifts or their magic. So that person usually struggles with, um, person one (laughs) usually struggles with, you know, bumping up against the rules, whether they have an occult background or, you know, uh, like us, a Judaic Christian background, they're still confined to the rules. And so they go through, um, you know, breaking down their own identity. I mean, there's identity work. I'm sure we can talk about that too <laughs> in, in a lot of this. But um, I would say they're still kind of like putting, like breaking down old foundations and learning about um, how they relate to their gifts. They're still spiritually curious, we'll say it like mm-hmm. that. Um, so they struggle with identity and acceptance and gifts. And maybe they've taken some healing courses or they have basic chakra awareness or usually a Reiki master or, you know, something like that. They're kind of like fiddling and they know that they're ready for more, but they're kind of like living in that area. Um, the initial question was, uh, what do you, what have you found that is uh, like a resistance yeah. that people experience? So they resist. Thank you. Um, taking themselves to the next level or fully coming out of the closet. Mm-hmm. And that coming out of the closet does not necessarily mean packaging it for the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the resistance for, with person number two, this is the person who has accepted their gifts. They know that they're a healer. They know that they're a magician or a mystic or a psychic or uh, a coach or you know whatever they have. This is someone who has, 
uh, poured into themselves. They know that they're here for a deeper mission. They know that they want to help people, but their resistance is fully shining, like really, really fully shining. And they have to go a little bit deeper, but they don't know how or where because they're like, oh, well, I already have these skill sets or I've already invested in myself. And um, there's not that I, I know that there's more to do, but they can't identify it. And mm-hmm. so their resistance is basically not having enough awareness of what they know they can feel, but they don't, they, they just don't know. You don't know what you don't know. You know what I mean? And so they don't know which actions to take. And so they're just kind of caught. They're just doing the same thing. Does this make sense? And just kind of waiting. And so I wouldn't say there's uh, resistance on action, but other than like fully shining or, or there's still closet case, but not maybe as much as, person number one that's still in like the spiritual seeker phase this is someone you know this second person they were they're already out there mm-hmm. <laughs> they're letting their their freak flag show already if you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but but they're just they know that there's more but they're they're om- they, but they are almost resisting their their um their true um luster because it's still a little different. Does that make sense? Yeah. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Yeah. So the, like their full luster, like the way that they truly shine, um, the second person, their resistance might be like, Oh, well, I still kind of want to, I know that I'm different. However, um, there might be, something within them that they're still hiding from the world Mm. yeah that's what i gathered um for for the people for people that are in that place the they're them putting themselves out there and have owned their gifts and have been on the path and there's that next level thing that's wanting to come through what is something that they can do or uh, something that they can consider to support them in opening that up and grounding into it more in their mm-hmm. body. Yeah. Um, a few layers to that um, answer and what comes through first is always, always, always switching up how you, um, the, the connection, how you relate to your body first and foremost. Cause if we're in a routine Routine, routine is great and it is grounding um, and it's safe to cultivate safety in our bodies it, and it helps our nervous system regulate. However, we do want to shift that routine to some degree. And so I would say some sort of uh, physical relationship with your body, whether it's working out, uh, Tai Chi, yoga, um, something like that. I'm going to kind of lean more to the, the yoga asana side of life personally, but it's not for everybody. Um, and the reason being is because when you move the body, you are allowing yourself to enter a space or a fluidity um, to where you can channel spirit, you can channel your higher self or soul, if you will. And you'll get those downloads or those uh, little hits of inspiration that you can take. And then once you receive that, um, what they can do is not question. And I know that, I mean, it doesn't matter. I know that there's still sometimes a little bit of questioning within all of us to some degree. And sometimes the most irrational action 
step that comes through is like, that's the one, that's the one you need to take action on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so allowing, you know, even more of what you might be hiding. And so maybe it's aspects of your inner child or aspects of your inner teen or aspects of, you know, like, Maybe you're sh- I'll say this because um, I feel that both of us have an audience to where we serve other spiritual entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you're a spiritual entrepreneur and you're you've boxed your, boxed yourself into your in like a marketing box, and you're only showing one side of you online, which of course I mean we share with with what feels good for us and also what uh, what will help our audience and their goals. Mm-hmm. But if there's another area of your life that you want to show or a part of you you're still kind of hiding you're like oh no my, my artwork is just for over over here maybe bring forward that into to allow yourself to excuse me i'm gonna sneeze uh, okay stop it <laughs> um maybe show us that side of you or show us your process maybe you are still in, this, in a routine in this area of your life and you so look at all the areas where you have like you're on autopilot and start to break that up, not just with the physical side, but how you you are with your creative energy. And uh, if you notice that you're um, a, th- a lot of us in this industry, we're servers, we're nurturers. Mm-hmm. And so give to yourself more. And you might, you might learn about what wants to come out. Mm. That, yeah, it does. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And that another question is coming through around um, paneling, like just trusting your channel and um, kind of going along the lines of this, like, you know, showing more of yourself, um, but trusting yourself more. Um, I believe that we're all conduits and channels and, um, and as we deepen our trust in that and begin to connect deeper to our multidimensional self or higher self, you know, different aspects of who we truly are. Um, it can be interesting in this physical embodiment and showing up in your business and with your work to fully, fully, fully own it. I actually um, made a, a post today about that question, who am I to do this? Who am I to share this? Who am I to bring this through or I even felt like this in the beginning when the light language started opening for me, like my newer gifts started coming back online, even though it was familiar and like, okay, of course I still had this, uh, a little bit of, huh, is it like safe to share this? Or like, you know, that, that little pang ah. coming up that I had to work through because I was stepping into a new iteration of who I now am. So yeah, I'm curious of, um, yeah, your take on, on, yeah, trusting your channel and being a clear conduit of source, God, higher power, and like just letting that come through in your work. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, thank you for this question. And so, and I, I don't mean to be like uh, all over the place, but because I'm a trainer and one of the ways that I do train people in channeling, I have to kind of answer in a specific manner, totally. meaning that we, yes, I fully also agree that each and every single one of us is a divine channel and we all have very similar abilities, but what separates us is practice and our relationship with ourself, our relationship with our soul, our relationship with God first. 
Now, if we are not in relationship with, with the divine first and we start channeling, then I'm not saying that this happens. Fear can set in because then we do not know what we are channeling yeah, or I, who we are channeling. I'm so glad you're bringing this up too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and because when the human, when the human being opens, we, um, our psychic ability, our psychic senses begin to trigger into the fourth dimension. You know, once we open into the fourth dimension, it's a, co- it's, it's, a, I'm just going to say it like this. It's a shit show. Everybody can see into you, like the angelic realm, the ETs, the oogly boogly's, the demonic realm, the, the higher realms. You're like, you're walking around naked, basically. Like, it ever, there's a light on you, okay? Mm. And we start channeling, and this is where it's more than a mental thing. It's more than just saying, oh, I'm only going to channel this. But if you have, like, if your full field, your full bioelectromagnetic field is not... Um, uh, if it's if it's uh, fluctuating with emotion and thoughts, then you are susceptible. Does this make sense to outside influences? So first, we want to ground into our own relationship with soul and God first, and operate and strengthen from there. Mm-hmm. Then we can learn how to be specific channeling guides, angels, ancestors, but where those guides are from and what part of the cosmos and what is their influence and what is their agenda? Same with ETs too, um, which I also do. And there's a lot of us that have, um, you know, we're in a deep relationship with our star family. They're helping us and helping those of us who are here on the ground. It's a very fun time to be alive. It is phenomenal that so many of us are open um we're uh, a lot of us are here to bring in channeled messages from uh other uh, highly evolved planets and other realms so this is really exciting um and then uh, underneath that we can also channel the elementals and um uh, mother tara i call her tara um but we want to cultivate discernment and that happens first and foremost with relationship with your body, the subtle anatomy, the subtle energy fields, because each sensation, each wave that um, we that are sensitive or do this type of channeling, or if we're taking our gifts to the next level, we want to we want to cultivate the relationship to um, the the way that our body experiences sensation mm. while being a channeler. Does that all make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess to follow, to back that up a little bit um, or to follow that up. um, Yeah. yeah, How would you, how will people be able to know and trust in your words of being grounded and bringing through what is of the highest, I guess you could say. Sure. Um, in my personal experience, because I can only answer from what I learn within my own body, mm-hmm. uh, source is love. Source is peace and calming and shows you what you do not want to see and also is extremely merciful source is calming and does not offer uh, haste in the body 
So the more we practice or get curious with that vibration and open up in the seven basic chakra system from that space, we can amplify that within. And I would say the way we can begin to trust our channel is by actually applying that. And I said this um, earlier, I'll say it in a roundabout way. If we're channeling, what wants to come through you? Is it auditory? Is it, is it, um, is it a song? Is it written? Is it through healing? Is it a message? Are you going to take action? Mm. So follow through with the act. Don't just stay addicted to the, the feeling because we can be addicted to feeling emotion. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that energy wants to go somewhere. And oftentimes we do want validation. We, we do to some degree. Mm-hmm. We want to know, hey, is this is this right? You know? And so I would say practice. Buddy up with somebody that you um, that you trust because the more you channel, if you take this out into the world too, there's an element of you that you're opening up your heart. You're mm-hmm. opening up the deep, deepest aspects of you. And that can mm-hmm. be very personal. Yeah. And and it can be a, in a, a vulnerable, we can be in a vulnerable state to some degree because we're opening up our psyche, our, our spirit, our heart, allowing the divine to flow through us or other streams of consciousness to, to stem through us. However, in the material world, we are we are in relationship to one another. So yes, we I feel it's vital for us as channelers to discern, okay, if what I'm bringing through, is it for me? Is this for the collective? Can I practice this with another person? And when, if, if I practice with the collective or sharing a message and or working with another person so I can learn more, really more about myself, mm-hmm. let's take action on this. So I would, I would say continue to take action. Open up yourself to the vibration because that's divine intelligence and that intelligence is coding your body. And it's giving you information. So don't just sit on the information. Mm. Allow it to, to move through you and take action so that way you can trust what's moving through you. And only you can do that. Yeah. And and yeah, and the action part also is leads to further embodiment of it. And then it just exactly. becomes who you be. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this. I feel like this was like a mini masterclass of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> like a mini cosmic training of sorts. Um, Thank yeah. you. So you have like different programs and courses and things to help people um, open their gifts and also grow their spiritual business and stuff. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love for you to share as we wrap this up, like where can people find out um, more about what you are offering? Where can they connect with you? What is it that you're really excited about that you have coming up? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be, I'll be short on that. So, um, 2023 is, um, definitely going to be more focused on my retreats and my events. I took a year off, um, due to respect myself and, uh, my grieving process. I lost my brother. So I'm really excited to, uh, for 2023 to offer retreats and events again, um, I'm offering also a one-year uh, training. It's a hybrid training for spiritual entrepreneurs. So that hybrid is group and one-on-one work with me. And we are traveling together. 
Um, I usually am taking one-on-one students in the, uh, for training in the areas of multidimensional gift development, leading their audience, their community through ascension, through their gifts, and also fine-tuning their businesses. And then um, my accredited certification courses and old trainings are all automated. And so what you can do is you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and by the end of January, um, our website will be back up because we uh, we're totally rebranding Utopia. That's my brand, so we're totally mm. rebranding back end right now. Um, uh, for, so we'll go to uh, kiraaudrin.com for that at the end of January. But for right now, connect with me on social media. Cool, cool. And I'll leave the link to all of that in the show notes for mm-hmm. everyone listening to so many exciting things. I'm excited for you. And thank you so much again for sharing all of this. This was really uh, a lot of amazing things that you brought to this conversation. And I feel excited for you, for everyone that's connecting with you, feel uh, really activated as well from (laughs) being part of this. (laughs) Stephanie, I just want to thank you for the invitation and, um, also your work in the world. I, I also see you and in, in your mission and what you're doing and you stay so, so strong and you're very independent and it's, it's beautiful to see such a, a, a pure, clear vessel that is, um, I can tell that you, you do keep a lot of the noise away. So, mm. so thank you for that and thank you for your willingness to show up for um, yourself and your mission, but also others who need leadership during this time. Mm. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you everyone listening until next time. Have a magical, magical day. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day.